Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you for the next three hours right here on the fan ride with me. As we'll take a spin around the National Football League training camp two weeks in for most teams. Wrapping up the second week of stuff. We had a football game this past Thursday that we're going to talk about. And why a certain player was playing that absolutely shouldn't have been playing. I'm sure you all probably know who I'm talking about with that. We'll talk about the Commanders. I was out at training camp, boots on the ground once again all week long. I'll empty my Commanders training camp notebook for you guys as well throughout the show uh, as we continue to dissect and analyze this team two weeks into training camp. I'll have some help doing that at 2 o'clock. Logan Paulson will join us for what will be a weekly appointment with Logan Paulson. Every Saturday, we're going to have Logan Paulson on at 2 o'clock. To get us up to speed on the latest with the team, he's done plenty of film breakdown. He's a madman and watches every practice back in slow motion three times with his fingers crossed, trying to see if he could get the latest uh, on the team. We'll take a spin around the National Football League. Like I mentioned, some QB battles hot and heavy going on right now. I will give our take on that. Daniel Snyder news. We got some of that for you as well throughout the show. Play some audio from Amy Trask, who was on the Craig Hoffman show. You can catch that weekdays 3 to 6 over on the Team 980. I'll join them every Friday from 4.30 to 6. So make sure you check us out uh, over there as well. You all know how I get down, though. People show. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. You know how I've been doing it since we've started training camp. Early portions of the show, it's for you. Call in, ask whatever you want. What do you want to know about the Washington Commanders and how they've looked thus far through the first two weeks of training camp? And I'll say this. I know I I, I prefaced the last time I was on here. We should exude some patience when evaluating not only Carson Wentz, but this entire first-team offense. I think. Uh, as we've mentioned, just two weeks in the training camp. Nothing, we haven't been in this thing long enough to make declarations on guys two weeks in the camp, but there have been some trends I've been following with this unit. And one of them is something that I've noticed early on uh, in camp is Charles Leno. Charles Leno, we never, we never really give praise to the big boys up front. Today we're doing it. Charles Leno has not lost a single one-on-one rep uh, out there so far at camp. He's done a nice job going against Montez Sweat. He's gone against Casey Tuhill and the rest of the defensive linemen, but it makes me think a little bit because 
I saw on the rumor mill, the Chicago Bears reportedly have not allowed a former second-round pick, Tevin Jenkins, to practice all offseason. All training camp, excuse me. Six straight days uh, he has been sat out of training camp, and that was supposed to be the Charles Leno replacement. That was supposed to be the guy to succeed Charles Leno at the left tackle spot for the Chicago Bears. You know what they say. One man's trash, another man's treasure. And Charles Leno has come here to Washington and been the treasure anchoring this offensive line. Uh, once the pads have, got, have come on for the O-line, I think they've improved their play as a whole uh, throughout training camp. Some lesser-known guys making their presence felt. A guy like Keith Ishmael, I thought, has had a good camp thus far. Really going to battle at that backup center position. I know they're waiting for Tyler Larson to get off the PUP. Physically unable to perform list, and he'll join that that group as well. The area that's caused me some pause for concern, though, with Washington, as far as the offensive line goes and depth, the depth at the tackle spot. I thought that they've... They've struggled a little bit, uh, some of the backups uh, at the tackle spot. There haven't been much consistency. A guy like Aaron Montero, I thought, has, has done a nice job out there. But other than that, it's been it's been slim pickings, and they're all kind of just meh. One big meh burger, just meshing together, being, being the exact same guy, not being consistent. Um, but the big caveat with that is that Cornelius Lucas is still on the physically unable, well, excuse me, not the physically unable to perform list. Cornelius Lucas is on the non-football injury list. And because of that, Washington's depth at the offensive tackle spot is taking a hit. It has, quite frankly. Just, just, just call it what it is. It's taking a hit. And, and you're really seeing it with the second and third team units, more so than, obviously, Charles Leno and Sam Cosme. I've had some pause for concern with the backups. It hasn't been all bad. Um, but, you know, I think... As we move closer here, and we're getting ready to have our first preseason game for the Washington Commanders next weekend. Next weekend, they'll, they'll lace it up for real. The Carolina Panthers come into town, and I thought that was just ironic. First preseason game going to be against the Panthers. We already had all the Commander jokes going on. I'm frustrated, though, with, with Ron and company for one simple fact. You know that organization inside and out pretty much better than anybody else. Get me some joint practices. Let's get the steam picked up. Let's really compete. See what we have here. And I think Washington missed the golden opportunity for that. I know uh, some teams and organizations across the league feel like, you know, they can't get productive work with the joint practices because a lot of the times uh, they end up in skirmishes and things like that. But look, I'm from the old school. Those things breed toughness. I want to see my team getting skirmishes. Show me that you're passionate. Show me that you care. And being uh, out at Commander's Camp thus far, there haven't been any fights out there. That's been a, a positive thing. And I know uh, the type of style of head coach that Ron Rivera is. Good for us in the media that there wasn't any uh, fights at practice because I'm pretty sure you could probably bet your bottom dollar on it, I'd say, that he would cancel practice right away if there were any fights going on out there at camp. Uh, thus far, there hasn't been, though. It's a lot of high level of uh, competition Guys competing at a high level. There's some position battles going on that we're going to discuss into detail uh, as we get further along in the show. But I'd be remiss if I started talking about this football team and didn't start at the most important position on the field. That is new QB1 Carson Wentz. And it's not just about Carson Wentz. It's about all the quarterbacks on the roster. Him, Taylor Heineke, who was the backup for now. 
and the fifth-round pick, rookie Sam Howe. Not even going to include Cole Kelly because I don't think he'll end up being on this roster when all said and done. But we'll start with the one with, with the, the first-string cats, talking about Carson Wentz, and I have really tried not to overreact. You know, this is my first time being out there at training camp, being boots on the ground, getting to watch stuff. So I'm trying to just make little mental notes and, and not try to overreact to every little thing. But one thing that has been super alarming to me, and look, yes, that is, that is the word I'm going to use. I'm not trying to oversell it, but it's been alarming. I'll say that. Carson Wentz has been as advertised in pretty much every area, the good and the bad, though. The last two seasons, according to Football Outsiders, Carson Wentz has been the most inaccurate quarterback in the National Football League, which was just jarring to me to hear that and read that stat. Because when you look at it on tape and you go out and watch Carson Wentz highlights, seems like he doesn't have a problem hitting guys in the chest. Accuracy doesn't seem to be his issue. Turnovers was the big thing. People are harping on the fumbles and the would-be interceptions. But so far out through the first two weeks of camp here, and they got another practice session tonight uh, at FedEx Field. That starts at 6 o'clock, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, fans are welcome to go out to that as well. I'll be out there in attendance. You can say hi to me if you see me. But all in all, through the first two weeks of practice, Carson Wentz has been extremely inaccurate. And it's it's a cause for concern. It's a real legitimate concern because there's a guy that's age 30 now. Some of the accuracy issues he's having, I feel like, are mechanical. They're mechanical. And, and, and at age 30, at the quarterback position in this league, now that you've been doing it for seven years, it's kind of hard to break bad habits. And I think Carson Wentz would be best served to just have his mechanics completely ripped down. Tear him down fundamentally from the top down. Reset everything. Reteach him how to play the position because the accuracy thing is real. It's real. And I'm not just talking about accuracy in 7-on-7 seven seven or 9-on-9 nine nine or the 11-on-11 11 11 stuff that they do. I'm talking about accuracy when there is no defense, when he's throwing against the air. It's real. It's a real cause for concern for me. It doesn't seem as if he's hitting guys in stride on a consistent basis. Those are the things we need from Carson Wentz here if we are going to take the leap that everybody in this town expects us to take because we upgraded at the quarterback position. Point blank. There are expectations for this unit based on a multitude of things. The schedule and, and really the upgrade at the quarterback position. And right now, Carson Wentz has had his moments where he's flashed. But to sum up his play as a whole through two weeks of camp, inconsistent. Inconsistent is the word I'm going to go with to describe Carson Wentz and his performance thus far throughout training camp. There are moments, like I said, where you see the good. He's hit a couple deep balls thus far in the practice sessions I've been at. He's shown the ability to push the ball vertically. Nobody else's deep ball looks as pretty as Carson Wentz's does. It's just about him being accurate on a consistent basis. And this week is different because this is the first time we've seen Carson Wentz with the pads on. 
And it's not just Wentz in the pads. The offensive line has pads on too. So those battles become more physical. And pressure actually becomes real. And the big thing that I've been paying close attention to is how does Carson Wentz handle himself when things go bad, when he's under duress? It's been a mixed bag. It's been a mixed bag. I I, I definitely agree with the sentiment that's been echoed across the league by pundits saying that, look, the athleticism has taken a step back a little bit because of the compilation of injuries that, that, that Carson Wentz has had to endure. He does not look as spry moving. Not to say he's a statue back there, but it's not the Carson Wentz that tortured us for years with the Philadelphia Eagles ducking under sacks and things like that, making you want to pull your damn hair out while watching the game. So for Carson Wentz, I I just think we've got to exude patience uh, as a fan base with him and and hope and pray that things get better because right now it hasn't been too hot. For Carson Wentz throughout the first two weeks of camp. But I like I like what I've seen as a whole from the offense. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, the wide receiver group. Guys are they're playmakers. This is a deep unit at wide receiver, an area where we felt that they were thin for the past couple of years. There is a bunch of dudes in that wide receiver room who have legitimate ability, skill. I think that bodes well. Uh, for Carson Wentz, I really do. He's got the weapons. It's about him. Can he be accurate on a consistent basis? Can he get the ball to his playmakers? We're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. That is the big question mark surrounding this football team, in my opinion, two weeks in a training camp. I want to hear from you guys, though. What is your biggest question mark about the Washington Commanders two weeks into training camp? You know how to reach me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Call in. What is your biggest concerns about the Washington Commanders two weeks into training camp? Got to take a quick time out. When we come back, I will continue to empty out my training camp notebook. I've been boots on the ground all week at Commanders Training Camp. Don't go anywhere. This is the fan. NFL training. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Big camp underway around the National Football League. Two weeks in for most teams, excluding the Jaguars and Raiders who participated in the annual Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. And they've been at it for three weeks. As you know, you get the extra week of practice time if you're going to have to participate in the Hall of Fame game. And I'm going to touch on the Hall of Fame game here for a little bit. Um, Den, did you see who, who who played? What prominent starter got a ridiculous amount of playing time and kind of had me worried about his roster security? Uh, I did not. I watched about two and a half plays. That lightning delay really messed yeah. my schedule up. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, a regular participant in the game. I don't know exactly how many series that he played, but you, you've been watching this stuff for a while now. It is very unusual in today's NFL, this new culture that we've created with this Hall of Fame game. You don't see guys playing it that are even too deep. Your first two strings normally don't play. They're starting running back, potentially, getting I, a lot of action. Yeah, I think the running back thing is the interest. Like, if it was Derek Carr or whatever, like, Derek Carr probably wants to get out there slinging a little bit. If it yeah. was Devontae, you know, maybe he wants to run a couple routes. But a guy that has a short shelf life, you know, the, I don't know if they have paid him, but they're going to pay him if they haven't paid him because he's very good. That is, that's head-scratching, though, that he's playing of all guys. It was interesting to me because the Raiders drafted a running back. The kid's Zamir White. I don't. I'm blanking on what school he went to. Zamir White, I believe, went to Georgia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> National championship. So the kid can play. It's not like they drafted some scrub behind Josh Jacobs. And that made me wonder, like, hmm, is there a competition brewing in Vegas at the running back position that we don't know about? And what does it say about Josh Jacobs if he's having to play preseason games? Or, excuse me, in the Hall of Fame game? I hope he wa- I hope he asked for that, which that in itself would be kind of crazy given his position, but I hope he asked for that because I watched Samir White in college, and I thought he was good, but he wasn't like Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacobs is legitimately good in this league. Yeah, I think It's he's- not like he's a slouch or anything. We've seen the one-hit wonders like Peyton Hillis get on the cover of Madden type of deal. Josh Jacobs ain't that. He is a legit running back one in this league. He's here to stay, and like he's been uber productive uh, uh, throughout his first couple seasons in the National Football League, and he is... What today's modern NFL back should be. Pass catcher, got good hands, physical running style, can run people over, good pass blocker. It was interesting to me, though, to see him uh, play in that preseason game. I want to continue to take your calls. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. What is your biggest concern for the Washington Commanders as we're now two weeks into training camp? Last practice of the week will happen uh, tonight at FedEx. If you want to go out and uh, be a participant in that and come out and watch practice, it is open to the public. Uh, I believe gates open at 4.30. They are doing a 
a uh, dog, a puppy giveaway, excuse me. 15,000 puppies have been <laughs> have been rescued, and you can come and, and bid on that over, over at FedEx. Then what do you get? Hold on. What are, what are the details to this? Because I saw them. I think they tweeted something like that. And it was one of the. I was late, and I just. I was I'm like, trying. Man. I'm trying to pull it up right now just to get the exact. I saw it. I was like, I'll deal with this later. Like I'm going to bed. <laughs> I don't know what what's going on here, but I would like to know the details because that sounds like it is. It sounds like it's a great thing, but like, are the dogs allowed to stay after you? Right. Um, yeah. Do you bring them, them into the stadium, or do you got to go home? Or like, is it like a hey, thanks for driving all the way out here to adopt this puppy? But, I know you want to watch the football, but kick rocks. Yeah. That, Still trying to search for the details here on that. I believe John Kime, I had tweeted something out about it too. Still, I'm looking on the team's Twitter. Well, I page. think if you can't find the details, the only logical next step would be you're going. So I think you have to adopt a puppy and just to see how that works. <laughs> then if I told you this, I can't stand cats and dogs because I have just the worst allergies in the United States. Probably there's a there's a there's a female friend that I have, and she she looked at me and said. You, know, you just look like you have allergies, and I, I I didn't know how to take that. That is exceptionally offensive, <laughs> bro. Like so, all in all, like my allergies are terrible, so I can't handle when dogs shed. And I think cats are just ridiculous. Like I don't I don't see what point they serve to to society. They're always cat walking on stuff, doing their little thing, being stalkers. The creepiest of the animals, I feel like, are cats. So dogs are available to adopt from four thirty to six thirty. Practice starts. At 6.50, so a little bit later of a start. We're going to go for a full two hours, which is interesting to me because we've been getting a lot of 90-minute stuff out there uh, in Ashburn when they've practiced. But, yeah, if you're going out there today, 4.30 to 6.30, you can uh, adopt a puppy. Still trying to figure out whether or not you can bring your puppy into the game. That's a great point you made, Denton, because I didn't even think about that. What if, like, what if this was your main reason to go watch practice today because you knew you can go get a puppy, and you're coming from, hmm, Dumfries, because animals are great, right? Especially if you are like an animal lover. And my guess is, if you're going to adopt a puppy, like you have an affinity for animals. But I can't imagine driving all the way out there to FedEx, dealing with the nonsense that it is of getting to park in the stadium to then go in, get the puppy, and then be said, "Hey, uh, you can't actually stay for practice. Uh, please drive wherever uh, you came from back and have fun getting through that circus back out of the parking lot." Yeah, and it's not funny. I'm. Well, I guess it is kind of funny because I'm laughing, but it's like, uh, you know, and they do a really good job over there. Julie Donaldson, Jason Wright and company like they are they are doing everything that they can. But if that is the if dogs are not allowed into the into the stadium tonight, that that would be uh, that would be something that would be something. Um, fans were heavy in attendance uh, during yesterday's session uh, out in Ashburn. It was been out there for two weeks by far the most fans that I've seen come out. Um, and they were, they were, I got a show put on for them. I thought yesterday was a good day of work, uh, both offensively and defensively. Defense, peel the curtain back here a little bit, kicked the butts of the offense pretty much all practice long. They did a lot of situational work uh, in the red zone and goal line stuff. And I believe it was seven straight plays on the goal line before the offense could crack the end zone. And this defensive line, I know I've touched on it a little bit here since campus started. They are in mid-season form. Whatever that means, take it for, take it for what it's worth. They're in mid-season form, though. They don't. There was no acclimation period for for Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. Even when the pads weren't on, the intensity level was there, one hundred ten percent, to the point where 
I thought things were going to get dicey out there. But it clearly shows who are the, who are the alphas on this football team. Everybody messing with the defensive lineman. Montez Sweat is talking enough trash for the entire DMV out there on the practice field. He has really found his voice. And, man, good luck. Good luck to opposing tackles this year uh, going against number 90. Based on f- what we've seen out of him thus far in camp, he, he's a man possessed. That's, that's literally the best way I could, I, I could describe Montez Sweat on the practice field. There was a play yesterday where he's coming from the backside off a of play action, chasing down Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is running out of bounds toward the sideline where we're standing on. And all you hear is Montez Sweat is, throw that bleep away, throw that bleep away, throw that bleep away. It's like, man. If he's talking to Carson like that, nobody's safe when it, when it comes to Montez Sweat and the things that have to come out of his mouth, though. But I've loved how he's performed thus far. A guy that's 6'6", it's been great to watch him in the one-on-one work between the offensive line and defensive line. His ability to bend at that size is incredible. No offense to Sam Cosme. You know, a lot of people have high expectations for him going into year two. Um Health was really the biggest thing for Sam Cosme a year ago. and why. And, but when he was on the field, productive, as you know what, I mean, was, was, was arguably one of the best linemen on this football team a year ago. One of the best run blockers in football already, you know, a, a, as, as a rookie. If you look at the ESPN metrics on, on run block win rate, he was right up there uh, with the best of them. But Montez Sweat has eaten his lunch thus far uh, through training camp, and it's a variety of moves. Really, the big thing that's gotten Sam is Montez get off is just it's different. It it is literally unlike anything I've ever seen. And I wonder if this is like something new for Montez. Is he added this ability in the offseason? Cause I don't remember Tez bending like that. He's six six. And he looks every bit of it out there on the practice field. His arms go down to his damn cleats. What type of season does Montez Sweat have to have for you to plant? the flag into the ground and say, without a shadow of a doubt, best Jake Gruden draft pick ever. That's tough. Cause Jay's got some, Jay's got some guys. I guess that was his last really good one. Yeah. I, 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 I say that I can't think of another one. That's well, he's got some late round gems. He drafted chase rule. Chase, chase rule. was, you know, was it was a late round gem from, from, uh, from Jay Gruden. But, but, I'll, I'll, I'll flip your question a little bit. What type of season, and you guys can tap in with me on this as well, MGM National Harbor Lister Lines, 1-800-636-1067, N-E-L-L underscore BTP on Twitter. In light of what I've been saying about Montez Sweat, and I think he's having, uh, members of the beat have echoed these sentiments as well. He's having the best training camp of his career. What type of season does Montez Sweat need to have in order for this defense to vault back into that top 10 ranking that they were uh, in 2020. That, that's the question out there for you guys to chew on. MGM National Harbor Listen Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Top of the hour at 2 o'clock, Logan Paulson will call in for his weekly appointment to give us his latest X's and O's analysis on the Washington Commanders two weeks into training camp. Got to take a quick time out. When we come back, I'll tell you what Montez Sweat has to do for this defense to elevate back into that top 10 ranking. Don't go anywhere. Listen to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. So now Willingham here with you on The Fan until 4 o'clock here on this Saturday afternoon here in our nation's capital. 
football season, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Had our first preseason game on Thursday night. Commanders will have a practice tonight at FedEx Field, completely open to the public. I'm sure many of the fan base out there clamoring to come see this team in action for the first time, even though it's just practice. Should be should be a good vibe out there. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, you have the opportunity uh, to adopt a puppy if you're out there as well. Gates open at 4.30. Uh, you can adopt a pup. I believe they're bringing 15,000 rescued Rescued puppies are uh, available to adopt at FedEx Field tonight from 4.30 to 6.30. Practice starts at 6.50. They'll be on the field till roughly 9 o'clock. Uh, but before we went to the break, we were talking about Montez Sweat. And ignorantly, me and Denton said he was, oh, that's probably the best draft pick of the Jay Gruden era. I apologize, Jonathan Allen. That 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 that's that, Take that one on the chin from me. That, that, that one probably sounded personal. There's no shade to John Allen. It just was... It was John Allen. It was Terry McLaurin. I mean, whatever. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, okay. Yeah, whatever now idiot looking... came up with that question should probably shut up because he's <clears throat> a moron. That must <clears throat> be the long-lost win. That was Clarence Day, not Denton Day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Terry McLaurin, John Allen, Deron Payne, literally everyone on the defensive line has come is from a Jay Gruden pick, except yeah. for, like, two guys. We're, we're allowed to have brain lapses here. It's a Saturday. And my, and my grandmother would say, it's a Saturday. We're allowed to maybe drink too much Milwaukee Best last night. A little bit foggy in the brain. I would never drink Milwaukee Best Ice, by the way. No, I was in bed by like 9.45 last night. <laughs> hmm. Probably was, probably was right. Probably went to bed right about 10 o'clock, 11. We were on the same schedule. Hall of Fame ceremony going on right now uh, in Canton. As we mentioned, the Hall of Fame game happened on Thursday. They're now doing the actual ceremony right now. I uh, can check that out on ESPN. But make sure you're still listening on the Odyssey app if you do decide to distract yourself a little bit. Uh, the great tackle, Tony Baselli, uh, up there right now, giving his speech. Uh, before we went to the break, though, we were talking about Montez Sweat, and many members of the beat have claimed this to be his best training camp he's had thus far, really making plays uh, on a consistent basis, giving the offensive line nightmares uh, thus far throughout training camp. He's been vocal out there, and it really feels, in my opinion, like Montez Sweat has found his voice out there. And talking to other guys on the beat as well, they feel that as well. Like, he is been more vocal than a lot of other people are used to. It's paying off. Honestly, he's really been the most vocal guy on the football field outside of Chase Young, who when he comes over and is done with his work on the side field, he comes over and immediately uh, starts cheering on this defense. And that was something that jumped out to me as well. These guys gravitate to Chase Young. And a lot of the times with leadership stuff, people try to put an age on it, saying that you have to be a veteran. To be a leader, it's a natural thing. And with a guy like Chase Young and his infectious personality, guys just gravitate to him. And you love that. And obviously this coaching staff saw that in him as well. He was voted a captain a season ago in just his second year in the league. I still yet to be seen if he'll get voted one of the captains this year because he's probably going to start out on pup. But if he, if he does get voted a captain again, huh, that really says a lot about the kid. Because he ain't even playing right now and still looked at as one of the leaders on this football team. Uh, he's a member of this defense that I feel like needs to have a bounce back year. They were ranked second in the National Football League in 2020. In order for them to bounce back into that top 10 after last year's disappointing stretch of games, what does Montez Sweat need to do in order for that to happen? I want to hear from you guys. MGM, National Harbor, Lister Lines, one 800 
636-1067. You can at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. What does Montez Sweat need to do for Washington's defense to bounce back into being one of the top 10 defenses in the National Football League? For me, it's simple. He needs to do something he has not done yet in his four years, I believe, in the National Football League. Montez Sweat, since he's, since he's entered the league, as a first-round pick in 2019, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, he was drafted in 2019. Since he's entered the league, has not compiled double-digit sacks yet in his young three-year career. Obviously, last year, I was the least amount of snaps we saw from him due to the multitude of things that he had to deal with, the, the unfortunate passing of his brother, he breaks his jaw, COVID, you name it. It was a tough season for Montez Sweat individually. But what he was out there was productive. Five sacks, uh, multiple tackles for loss. It was, it was a guy that made an impact. Um, but this year, in 2022, what does Montez Sweat have to do for the commander's defense to bolt back into that top 10? I think he's got to have double-digit sacks. And when I say double-digit, I don't just mean 10. So let me really clarify what I mean when I say that. He needs to have at least 11 or more sacks. He needs to have three or more forced fumbles. He needs to be somebody that defenses must game plan for. Because we saw the attention Chase Young got a season ago. Guys were game planning for him. Guys were game planning for him. And you saw the impact that it had. Chase Young wasn't able to get to the quarterback as successfully. But for Montez Sweat here, right, he has got to have a coming-to-light moment, right? He had a baby this offseason. He spoke to the local media earlier this week and talked about how that has changed him. And you see it. You see it. He's hungry, man. And, and, and that, that hunger comes from a multitude of different places. One of them, I assume, is he just had a baby and, and has now got another mouth to feed and somebody else to be responsible for. He has to come out and play a brand and style of football that we haven't seen before. We need to see Montez Sweat raise hell. And I think he could do that. I, I really do. He is somebody that, you know, I have complete confidence in because, like I said, he's got the he's made up of the right stuff. Is how I'll put it. Right? Mont- Montez Sweat made up of the right stuff. And last year, in 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 the limited action that he played, right? Three forced fumbles for Montez Sweat last year. That ranked 13th in the National Football League. Amongst all, amongst all defenders, Montez Wet, three forced fumbles a year ago, ranking 13th in the National Football League, and he barely even played, it felt like. He barely even played. So you give Montez Sweat, God willing, he's healthy, 17 starts, and if this team reaches the heights that everybody thinks they will, they'll make the postseason. Montez Sweat has the opportunity to be one of the breakout defenders in all of the National Football League. I, I, I truly believe that. And like I said, he's made up of the right stuff. You're not questioning whether or not Montez Sweat loves the game of football. You're not questioning Montez Sweat's effort, right? You know. Number 90 is going to give you every damn thing he's got every time he laces him up. For, but for him last year, let, let's count it here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Played 10 of 17 games a year ago and still finished 13th in the National Football League and forced fumbles. That's something, right? 
the impact that he has when on the football field, and let's not let's say nine games, because he barely played in the Denver game, right? Played 30 snaps, I believe. If, if, this, if this is right, what I'm reading via, via pro football reference, 30 snaps against the Broncos before he breaks his jaw. Like, he, he's got that. He's got it. He is, what do they say nowadays, young cats? He is him. <laughs> Montez Sweat is him. And I think he's going to prove that this year. And emphasis is going to be put on him more because number 99 is not going to be playing opposite of him for at least the first month of the season, we're assuming. So Montez Sweat is going to be the one garnering the attention in double teams, and I think he's going to handle himself well. I want to hear from you guys, though. MGM National Harbor Listen Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. What does Montez Sweat have to do for the Washington Commanders defense to elevate themselves back in that top 10 category? Let's go to Gus uh, in Herndon who wants to give his opinion on Montez Sweat. What's going on, Gus? Hey, no, thanks for taking my call. It's been uh, great to hear you develop. I can definitely see you on the weekday spot. Hopefully here, not some area, some other area approaches you from us. Yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. Um, regarding uh, Sweat, I mean, I, I want him to hold us down until Chase Young is 100%. So I'm looking at the first half of the season, and I'm not letting myself just to sacks. I want forced fumbles, batted down balls. The most impressive thing from Sweat with his speed was him doing the tackles for loss when he would catch a running back. Running to the outside, hey, he did was like, hey, hey, run Gus, up and get him. Gus, he did it yesterday in practice on Antonio Gibson, so it's still there. So yeah, that's. I mean, I know that tax is like the given, and it's the easiest stat to look at. But those other plays are the ones that really sort of get to you in terms of offense coordinator, where you're like, man, I can't even run outside against a lineman. Right. Yeah, you know, pre- sweat is that impactful. I appreciate the call, Gus, and yeah, Gus hit it right on the head. I think it's more than just sacks, right? And, and I hope. I hope I didn't come off as that's how I was thinking. It's more than just sacks for me, right? For me, from a pass rusher, it's impact on the game. That can come via pressure. That can come via him beating his guy so bad off the edge that the quarterback's got to step up. And now he's in the lap of Deron Payne and John Allen. That that comes from him, like Gus mentioned, something Montez Sweat at 6'6 is very good at, batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. And we didn't see that too often from him last year. I think we saw it in the Chiefs game batted up a ball and ends up being intercepted. It is it is his impact on the game that I that I think ha- has to be more uh, in 2022 for this defense to elevate themselves back into that top 10 category. He's got to make his presence felt on a week-in, week-out basis. Defensive coordinators must be forced to game plan for Montez Sweat. Let's go to Larry from Maryland who wants to give uh, his Montez Sweat prediction and what he thinks he needs to have happen for this defense to bounce back into the top 10. What's going on, Larry? Hey, how are you? Um, I think you're precisely right on the mark. I think Montez Sweat even knows that teams are going to game plan him. And I think based upon what you described, that sort of is, you know, the reason for his effort in spring in, uh, in training camp because he knows what he's going to be facing. My concern, and certainly I'd like to hear your insight um, from being on, on the ground uh, the past week, how does Jamin Davis look? I mean, that's of higher concern, I think, um, when you're talking about first-round draft choices and fulfilling the potential. What's your sense on how he's doing so far? Larry, I appreciate your call, buddy. Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis has been, uh, he's been used in a more situational role, it feels like, uh, thus far in training camp. But we're going to get a full breakdown of the linebacker position uh, later on in the 2 o'clock hour. At the top of the hour, Logan Paulson will join us uh, to give us his analysis. He's also been out there boots on the ground like myself 
Uh, but Jamin Davis has been interesting, and I think the same word we're using, uh, I'm using exactly, to describe Carson Wentz and how we should be viewing Carson Wentz, we should be using the same word with Jamin Davis, patience. We have to have patience, right, when it comes to Jamin Davis. And I know it's hard to give a first-round pick, number 19 overall to be exact, patience when he's already gone through his rookie year and really made minimal impact. But they drafted him in the first round because of the physical traits that this guy has. When he understands it and sees it, he's the fastest guy getting to the football at the linebacker spot. He has the best athletic gifts and traits. I think for Jamin Davis, it's about continuing to understand the game from the neck up, right? Continuing to get better in that aspect of the game. Understanding run concepts and understanding how defenses are trying to, I mean, excuse me, how offenses are trying to attack you. Once he gets that and and, and understands how to diagnose things quickly and becomes a, a quicker processor of things, I think Jamin Davis has got a very high ceiling. It's just right now he's not there. He's not at that point. And last year for him, he dealt with some stuff that a lot of people probably weren't talking about. He was on the scene of the of the crash when DeShazer Everett uh, unfortunately killed his, his his girlfriend and his longtime girlfriend in that car crash, Jamin Davis was there. Jamin Davis had to internalize that and deal with that as well. That was on his conscience. And imagine being a young 20-year-old in the National Football League, you're 30,000 miles away from home, and this situation happens to you, and the only family you've got around in town is your, is your teammates and your brothers. And, and they're trying to stay on a one-track mind to still worry about winning football games because at that time of the year, Washington was still right in the thick of the playoff race. So, so for Jamin Davis, I think we should exude patience uh, when it comes to him. We'll talk about Jamin Davis more uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, Logan Paulson set to join us. He's been out there boots on the ground at practice as well. we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, I'll tell you what I did this week that I haven't done in about six or seven months, and I like it. Don't go anywhere. This is the fan. Denton Dale. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Number ones and twos getting us to and from break. I don't know what this is then, but I like it. It's making my head bop. Linnell Willingham here with you on the fan until 4 o'clock on this Beautiful Saturday afternoon in our nation's capital. At about seven minutes, top of the two o'clock hour, Logan Paulson, former commander's tight end, and and new title for Logan, the official sideline reporter for NBC Sports Washington's preseason coverage of Washington Commanders football. Logan Paulson will join us at two o'clock. He's also been boots on the ground 
uh, every day out at practice. And the lucky thing for Logan, he's got great access. He gets to go back and watch practice on his own time. So Logan will give us uh, his expert analysis of what he's seen thus far through the first two weeks of camp. I wonder if he'll express the same concerns I have about Carson Wentz in the quarterback position. Knowing Logan, probably not. Because I'm a more dramatic guy. But nonetheless, Logan Paulson, top of the hour, will join us uh, to talk all things Washington Commanders. I teased I did something today and yesterday that I hadn't done in a while. I guess I hadn't done, I guess it couldn't have been six months ago. Something that I, well, I guess it was. What are we in? The eighth month. Oh, this is terrible. We're in the eighth month of the year. This is August. So six months ago would be mm, February. So yeah, I haven't done this since around that time. I drove into work today. I am a frequent Metro rider. I get everything that comes with it. The overly intoxicated people on the Metro, the 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 singers and dancers on the Metro that like to beat on the bottom of the uh, on the mop bucket and dance. I get to see all that every day. I'm lucky. I'm integrated with the culture. Not today though. Drove in, had to deal with the terrible traffic on GW Parkway getting in here. My gosh, how in the hell do you people do it on a regular basis? It's no way. It's no way. And I'm a very paranoid driver. You'll probably hate being on the road with me because I'm that person that you're going to want to pass ignorantly. And then as soon as you start going fast enough to where you think you're going to pass me, I'll rev up my speed because I'm like, nobody's going to pass me on the road. I don't look like an old lady out there. But, yeah, traffic was, was interesting to say the least. Um, driving in is an experience. Peel back the curtain for you guys here a little bit. Every commercial break, I'm running across the hall to see if my car has been towed or not because I'm probably illegally parked. The Nationals or whoever's in charge of that lot across the street, $40 on game day for parking, you can miss me with that. I'll tell you, I'll I'll give you 40 cans of you-know-what and tell you what to do with it. I always wanted to be a wrestler. So cutting wrestling promos is something I may start doing here on a regular basis. As, as I continue to host here. But bottom line is I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid. So if I come back from break and I'm <gasps> breathing a little hard, it's because I'm running back in between studios to see if my car's gotten towed or not. But, yeah, did something new today. Drove in. When I leave here, I drove because when I leave here, I'm going to go straight over to FedEx. As I mentioned, practice open to the public. Gates open at 4.30, I believe. Uh, you can adopt a puppy. We were talking about that earlier, 4.30 to 6.30. They've got 15,000 puppies that have been rescued from a shelter in Virginia. Uh, They're going out and going to be allowing fans to adopt that. Still don't know if you're going to be able to bring your puppy inside of FedEx. We'll work on getting some of that information uh, as the show moves on. Maybe we'll ask Logan about that, see if Logan wants to go out and adopt a pup. Logan doesn't seem like a puppy guy. He's more of like a uh, Great Dane type of guy. He's a big man. He's a big man. He's got a big brain, and he'll use that big brain On the other side of this break, Logan Paulson, former Commander's tight end, will join us to give us the latest from Commander's training camp. Don't go anywhere. This is The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 